What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven, and this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. We want to thank everybody for joining us for another great episode. Steven, it's a great weekend, man. It was an exciting weekend. Very exciting. A lot of exciting stuff happening. Yeah, most exciting, probably, thing. We started a TikTok. We did. TC Sports, hey, we're booming right now. We're trying to get better. To, to follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We put out really good content. We're just going to continue. We're going to try to grow that and continue to put out more stuff. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But, Stephen, let's jump right into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. So, we have our hot topics. A couple of them actually broke right before we started the episode. D'Amico Ryans, the uh, longtime – or not longtime, but a longtime Texan, longtime Houston Texan, played at Alabama, went to the Houston Texans, had a very good career – was the 49ers defensive coordinator, led the number one, by far the number, the best defense in the NFL this past season. He is going to be the Houston Texans' next head coach. Um, definitely excited for him to see what he does. Obviously, he'll bring a lot of passion because he played there and has a lot of love for that for that franchise. Yeah, very excited for D'Amico Ryans and excited to see what he can do. I mean, they're, they're terrible. They're not a very good team. They have the second pick in the draft. I'll be interested to see if they go quarterback or they try to fix that defense because they're both pretty bad. They got a lot of cap space, but it ain't gonna be a one year fix. It'll be a multiple year fix. But yeah, best of luck. Uh, the Texans have fired their last two coaches, both only gave him one year. He got a six year contract, so I feel pretty confident that he will be in it for the long haul. But yeah. best of luck to him. Yeah, and the next one that also broke right before we started was Sean Payton will be – they're, they're the Saints, because technically he's still under contract with the New Orleans Saints, so he would have to be either released from his contract, which is not going to happen, or traded to the Broncos. It looks like that is going to happen. I don't know how. I'm like, you gave up the farm to get Russell Wilson, so it's going to be picks, I guess, years down the road. It's the it's the first it's the first round pick. They traded Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. That's right. So they're giving they're giving the first round pick and a second round pick in next year's draft to the Saints for Sean Payton. Yeah, so Sean steep Payton, price. steep price. You know, I'm confident both you and you know we both could be inside you know yeah. reporters because I read a report today and it wasn't some you know Billy Bob Smith yeah. that doesn't know anything. It's like reputable reporters that are saying. Uh, Sean Payton does not. He doesn't like the way that organization is going or headed. He has withdrawn his name from consideration, and then literally within like two hours, three hours, Sean Payton to be the next coach of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, you say that. Ian Rappaport comes out, and I sent it to you. He said the Broncos reached out to D'Amico Ryan's and begged him and pleaded for him to come be their head coach. He said no, stuck with the Texans, and literally both of those. All that news broke in a matter of minutes. Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. The Broncos hired Sean Payton. Great for both of them. Super excited for both. But let's keep rolling. Steven, our Super Bowl matchup is set. Eagles versus the Chiefs. Not who we either of us had. <laughs> Not who either of us had. That was a very sad weekend. We'll get to that weekend later. We got a special guest coming on in our second segment, so make sure you stick around. But let's get to a hot topic, and this is kind of a question we got, and I want to ask you, and I'll ask it to you, Stephen. Is it okay for Bama? This is so. I, the reason let me frame this. The reason this is even a question for us. There is a ton of debate going on right now. Can Alabama fans, and I've seen all Alabama fans claiming Jalen Hurts. A lot of Oklahoma fans want to claim him. A lot of Alabama fans, Stephen. Is it okay for Alabama fr- fans 
to claim Jalen Hurts. Absolutely it is. Now, it's not a, oh, we made Jalen Hurts argument. To, to me, it's not because he worked his butt off, you know. I think when he was at Bama, I I did a bunch of analysts. I, maybe you did a bunch of fans. Absolutely. Said that, I mean, we love Jalen. It wasn't that we never, we didn't dislike Jalen. It was just that we thought he wouldn't, he didn't have the arm talent, not the arm talent, the accuracy, the willingness to stay in the pocket, the going through his progressions to make it in the NFL. Um I'm I'm ex, I'm excited that he's proven everybody wrong, and that he's leading. He has led led excuse me his team to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean Alabama can claim him because he he was at Bama for three years. Now, if an Oklahoma fan wants to say, "Oh, he's a former Oklahoma quarterback," I don't have a problem with that either. Yeah. You know, so I'm I don't have a problem with Bama claiming him, claiming him. I don't have a problem with Oklahoma claiming him. I'm just so pumped that he has worked his butt off to get to where he is and to progress. And it just shows how we talk about all the time. Coaching matters so much. And then obviously a player willing to put in the work because he's in the right system for his talents. Yeah, and so I am – I'm 50-50 on this. And, I'll, Stephen, I want to ask you a yes or no question, and then I'll tell you why I'm 50-50 on who should claim Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts finished his career at Alabama and never went to Oklahoma, would he be an NFL quarterback right now? No. Absolutely not. Oh, well, I mean, I won't say it. he won't be where he is right now. He might be in the league and somebody would have taken a chance on his talent. He wouldn't have been drafted second round, um, but he wouldn't be He wouldn't be the starter for the Eagles in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks if he would have stayed at Bama. Yeah, the – to me, it's undeniable. He would not be where he is right now if he stayed at Alabama. That's why I say it's 50-50. Of course, Alabama can claim him. All the stuff he did, he was 26-2 and two as a starter. But here's my biggest problem, and you said it earlier, and I'll say it. Bama, we got some kids' noise going on in the background, but Bama benched him. Yeah. I mean, and I and every Bama fan, and we, there is some, I understand why people hate Alabama fans because we got some real idiots running around that claim to be Alabama fans. And for people to say that, oh, I saw this come from Jalen Hurts. Dude, there is not one Alabama fan that said after the first half of the national championship when we beat Georgia that said Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback and they want Jalen Hurts to be our quarterback next year. Yep. Nobody said that. So the reason – so now you want, hey, he's an Alabama product. Look, Jalen Hurts can claim whatever he wants to claim. He claims that he's an Alabama product. He also claims he likes Oklahoma, too. So, you know, that's my thoughts on it. I just – it's frustrating because we basically dumped him. I mean, we broke up with him. We put him on the bench. We said he wasn't good enough, and honestly, I was wrong. I I would have never thought in a million years he would have been an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I think it's more, of not that, more of not that he wasn't good enough. It was more so that Tua was so much better. As a in the system that they wanted to run in now, system, yeah, system, 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 and that's the big thing to me. And so, I know we keep saying on the show, I'm a huge freaking Jalen Milrow fan. Yeah, and Jalen Milrow in the right system could be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. If Jalen Milrow loses the starting job and transfers, and then he goes to NFL and balls out, is Alabama going to claim Jalen Milrow? 
No, I don't think. No, you know we got some clowns out there. That oh, would. some people will, but yeah. I wouldn't if he didn't start for two or three years. But moving on to the next hot topic. So a lot has been made, and we've talked about it, and you hear it. And this seems like every day, especially during recruiting season, the NIL. So Saban came out this past week. He was speaking to some people and um, talking about the NIL, and he said that two players, he didn't point out who, he just said two players, whether it was them themselves or people coming to them, to him on their behalf, wanted money. And it it equated to $1.3 million between the two of them. 800000 from one person, 500000 from another. One of the kids wanted money and for them to get his girlfriend into law school at Bama and to pay for it all. You want to know who that player was? Uh, did he ever say? Or it was people? Cohen. Was it really? Yeah, one of them was Cohen. And the other one was that Kamani McLean kid. That went to so, Co- so Cohen wasn't even – he was already at, the he guy already that, there. Yeah, already there. You want to know who broke this news? Who? Courtney actually sent it to me. Baker High School's head coach. How does he know? He was in that meeting. Saban said this at like some kind of coaches, whatever. Huh. And he was in that meeting, and he came back and reported it. It's kind of weird. So, Stephen, you—I didn't mean to cut you off. What are your thoughts about this? It's ridiculous. Um, oh, and, and I don't think I said Saban. Obviously, Cohen yeah. gave him the boot, and then that other kid didn't sign with Bama. Um, Saban said he told him. Basically, he showed him the door. Or I'm assuming when he said showed him the door, he's talking about Cohen. Showed Cohen the door. Showed Cohen the door, and then. I don't think it was a corner. Somebody came to Saban on the cornerback's behalf and won $800,000. I think it was his dad. And um, he said, go go find somewhere else to play. I'm not doing it. Um, and I was reading an article today, and they were like, has Saban figured out how to fix the NIL? It has to be the coaches self-regulating it. But coaches aren't going to do that. Saban might. Now, I think you're naive to think that people on, the, on Alabama's behalf – aren't offering recruits NIL deals. Saban himself might not be saying, we will give you this. And he even said, I'm not going to give a guy $800,000 that hasn't earned it. So I don't believe Saban himself is using NIL, but people on the university's behalf is putting it out there because it's legal. You hit the nail on the head. I don't believe Saban himself is, but I do believe that people around the program are paying these other guys. And this is how... I want to think about I'm going to look at it from a player's perspective because you hit it on a fan. And it, my actually, my mind changed about this. Me and my wife were talking about this last night at dinner. We got a little boy, Nathan. And Saban's big thing is, we're not going to pay you to come here, but once you get here, you, if you earn it, you know, you're a big-time player, we will make sure you get your money. Could you blame a kid, my son, would you blame Nathan if Ole Miss says, yo, Nathan, we'll pay you $1 million to come here, NIL – for everybody listening, is fully guaranteed. Would you blame my kid for going somewhere that's something that's fully guaranteed? If he gets in a car wreck, blows out his knee, his career's over, he gets a million dollars. Or goes to Alabama, Trey Sanders, perfect example. Yeah. If NIL was going around when Trey Sanders was still playing, he would have got big-time money. But if he went to Bama, he wouldn't have. His career never panned out because of injuries. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't blame him at all. And I wonder, so it's fully guaranteed. Is it fully guaranteed if they transfer, or does it become void? I wonder if in their contracts, do they, as long as they're at the university, they get this money if, well, if they transfer. I, so it's different. Yeah, I think it's different because that kid from Florida, his was $13 million over four years. Yeah. So break that up, whatever that is. Yeah. 
And so the same with the Tennessee kid. So, it? yeah, so that's my my thing would be, and they are, they're all different. If I go to, let's just say it's $500,000, you know, half a mil for a year, I'd say, yeah, I'll go to wherever for a, a year to get half a million, and then if I like it, okay, I'll stay. If not, I'm gone in the portal. Quinn Ewers? Yeah. But here, here's my thing about it, and the reason I say I can't blame a kid for doing that, because what if you're really not that good? What if you're just a stud coming out of high school? You're a stud five star. Yeah. Say Miami's offering you a million dollars to go there. Say Alabama's like, no, you're gonna have to come here and earn it. Okay. Say I go to Alabama and I flop. You're not getting no money. You're screwed. Like you just you blew away a million dollars. So something definitely has to change because I think kids, you're a business. I think Caleb Williams said it best about he views himself as a business now. I mean, he literally said that. He said. He's a business. He pays for his family, his dad, his mom, his you know his brothers and sisters, his future wife and stuff. And that's how these kids are going to have to start looking at it. And I think, listen, you said it best, and we're definitely going to have to use that on TikTok. You cannot believe Saban is not paying the people. Somebody in Alabama is paying the people. I think you're an idiot if you don't think so. Yeah, oh, they absolutely are. So, you know. That'll be a huge topic in the offseason. We'll yeah. get more into that. <laughs> we we'll, got plenty we're of gonna, time for that. We're gonna, we have some episodes. We're going to dive into NIL. We're going to dive into the portal. Does it, is it good for players? Is it bad? We're going to look at the numbers that are entering the portal. We got it all coming up in later episodes. We're going to jump right into some local shout-outs. We'll hit this first one real fast. We have talked about him so much. K.J. Lacey the, or was a sophomore going into his junior year as quarterback of Saraland High School. Been getting tons of offers. Uh, offers this past weekend, Alabama officially offered him, and Tennessee officially offered him. Um, he is just—he's racking up D1 offers. He's going to be a huge, big-time prospect. Yeah, we were talking uh, yesterday, and I think we both think he's probably going to be a five-star prospect. I'm thinking top ten with these big-time offers coming in. I, Georgia will probably get in the mix and offer him. I mean, he's. He's already got five, and this is how crazy he blew up at the start of the year. Right now, he doesn't. He's a zero star. Yeah, and he's got offers from Alabama, Tennessee, Florida State, Auburn, Ole Miss, South Carolina, big, huge programs. So he'll continue to blow up. And dude, the can you imagine two five stars on the same team at Saraland two more years? It's just incredible. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely insane. Excited to watch him continue to rise in the rankings. Uh, Last local shout-out, more of the game. So, the Senior Bowl, every year they have in our hometown, Mobile, Alabama. I'm going to go to it. I'm excited. It's just a fun game to kind of go and watch the players from all over the country, Uh, not just seniors. They changed the rule that even if you're a junior, um, if you're you're graduated, because they technically reached out to Bryce Young. He's a a true junior, but because he he graduated – he was eligible to play. Now, obviously, he's already going to be a – he didn't really have to prove anything, so he's not going to come. Um, just an exciting game, exciting to see players um, from all over the country. You know, it's really weird. Um, and we should uh, – we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. Stetson Chase. Bennett. Yes, Dude. yes, yes. He- <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was, I was hoping you went there. You want to go – you want to tell a story? Stetson Bennett. Clown you. If you had the sound that I do that pulled up, this guy is just pissing money down the drain. So, did I do that? This guy, first of all, he's already 25 years old, going to be 26 when he gets drafted, older than half the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. 
they invited him to come to the Senior Bowl. He turns them down. For what reason? No reason. He's Because he's an idiot. He gets arrested over the weekend for public intoxication. I'm like, dude, yeah. you're good. Did you read the whole article? No. Why? So, he turned down um, – sorry, guys, I was getting a phone call. Um, so, he turned down coming to the Senior Bowl, which is weird because he's not like he's Bryce. He's not a top Or hit. CJ, yeah. Yeah, or CJ Stroud or even Will Levis. I think Will Levis should have came, but I think he's dealing with an injury. Um, he's not a top quarterback in this draft, so why would you not come and try to help improve your, your stock, draft improve stock. your yeah. draft stock? He declined. Okay, whatever. He's in Dallas, supposed to be training for the draft. He gets arrested, as he said, public <laughs> intoxication. But what he was doing, he was going door to door. They caught him going door to door, knocking on doors, drunk. So, now you might say, oh, there's worse things you could be doing drunk. Yeah, there are. I'm glad he didn't hurt himself. Glad he didn't kill nobody. Glad he wasn't driving anything. That's good. But still, it's like, what are you, in high school? Going door to door. He's a grown man. <laughs> they almost 26 years old. <laughs> and um, now I don't know if because it was a harmless, you know, thing. He still he did get arrested. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure that's that's definitely not going to help his draft stock. So a lot of people already saw him as a second or third day uh, guy. He might have fallen out all the way completely because he's clearly showing a lack of maturity. So what happens if you? pick him, and then he gets comes in, and he's not going to get tons of money, but he's still going to get more money than he's had. You know, do you want to give that guy a contract, or do you want to just try to sign him in free agency? Yeah, I sure wouldn't, but he's Stetson Bennett. I mean, there's a reason the man is 26 years old and just not going to the NFL draft. But uh, did you want to hit anything else on the Senior Bowl? No, I just uh, – I'm going to the game. I think you're going to be out of town, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going out of town. My wife got me tickets to the uh, Lakers and – Pelicans game. Oh, that'd be fun. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'll be at the Senior Bowl. Excited to watch a lot of players. They're kind of down at quarterback position this year. I think Max Duggan's the biggest name at the Senior Bowl. But a lot of Bama players, some Georgia players, um, just players from all over. So we're going to take a quick break. As Heath mentioned, we have a special guest joining us on the other side of the break. Jordan uh, Monk, my friend Jordan Monk, co-host of Turtleheads Podcast. Come back on the other side of the break and uh, listen to that interview. All right, everybody, we are back. We told you we had a special guest, uh, my friend Jordan Monk. Uh, he actually goes by Monk, so if you hear me calling him Monk throughout the rest of the episode, that is why. Jordan is a co-host of the Turtleheads podcast. So, Jordan, why don't you tell us what that's about real fast? Yeah, man. Uh, well, I guess I got it from you. You know, I saw... I saw what you and Heath were doing on your podcast, and I was like, man, I know I can do that. And obviously, I'm from Maryland. I uh, met Stephen years ago, and uh, we we do nothing about Maryland sports. And at first, we were just going to stick straight to the University of Maryland sports, but we've actually taken off to do a lot of NFL stuff, uh, baseball stuff, and, of course, college basketball is our priority. But uh, like I said, I can't I thank you and Heath because you all got us started, basically. Yeah, so as Monk said, uh, we met years ago in Maryland – uh, kind of, you know, hit it off right away, mainly over our love of softball. Monk is a uh, yeah. a softball. We were, we were, we were, 
we were two top hundred recruits in ESPN softball rankings, so that's why we hit it off. Yeah, so he has his team. <laughs> He's the. I'm pretty sure you're like a commissioner of a league, also. So you kind of make the rules. So that benefited from being. <laughs> Uh, on your team you have your own tournament but monk's always trying to fly me up like he's constantly messaging me to come fly up to maryland to to play in some tournament or, or pennsylvania to play in some tournament i'm like i mean ball is life you know but i don't know about all that well see i get that from next saving whatever it takes to win you know what i'm saying yeah that's right um but yeah hit it off been monk, been friends with monk for a while uh good friends still keep in touch haven't when's the last time i saw you was it been like eight years seven years didn't um didn't it come down there to alabama or something and we got no i called you when we were down there but yeah, yeah. I mean, you we were we stayed in contact we've been in contact for years but it's probably been eight years since we've seen each other yeah that's right um and then we got off mention real fast you know our um exciting pool ball games that we used to have with all the guys <laughs> So if you don't know what pool ball is, you probably have your own version at your house. So you have a basketball goal in the pool. The pool we played in was all – you could it's all shallow. So you, it wasn't a deep end, a shallow end. And I don't think there were any rules other than you couldn't goaltend. Um, yep. That was the only rule you could – I mean, it was pretty much a mix of rugby, you know, football, basketball, you know, any violent sport that you could play, it was – part of the rules you could tackle yeah, yeah. Um, if you weren't bleeding you weren't playing football yeah so i'm pretty sure i know my strategy at least and some other guy's strategy was the guy i was guarding your goal was to just get him under the water to where he almost blacks out <laughs> from lack of oxygen and he has no option but to let go of the ball <laughs> um but no we had, it was good times good times so we're gonna jump right Great into time. it um so you mentioned, obviously, you're a big Maryland fan, big Maryland sports fan, and all of our listeners, and, you know, they love football, and a lot of our listeners are Bama fans. They remember Talia Tungavailoa, baby Tua. So Tua's younger brother was at Bama for a little while and then transferred to Maryland. I know Heath and myself, we tried to keep up with him a little bit just because, you know, we want want him to do well. So what what a what a Maryland fans think of Talia, and I know he's coming back. So how what are y'all feeling about that? Yeah, so obviously Maryland is a basketball school. We're trying to become a football school. It's kind of hard when you're playing Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State in the same conference. That's not no fun for anybody. But we also got another. Well, he was a Terp, then went down to Alabama with Nick Saban, Coach Locke. He came back. He took over the team after, of course, the tragedy of Jordan McNair passing away and the, all the heartache in the program. But uh, he's come back, and each year, which is a good statistic, I know we keep losing to those teams, but each year that we've played under Coach Locks, we've actually – our losses have got closer and closer. So every year we're taking a step forward. Coach Locks is recruiting his butt off. Uh, we'll talk about Nicholas Harbor later on, top recruit that's committing tomorrow, February 1st. But Aaliyah – we uh we have our mixed feelings about him on our podcast, the Turtlehead Podcast. It's uh we when he plays a bad game we call him T T. When he plays an okay game we call him Baby Baby Tua. And of course, if he plays a game Talia. But he uh he had a great year this year. Got banged up a little bit, missed one game, but uh won the Duke's Mayo Bowl and of course with NIL, COVID year and all that, he gets a extra year, gets to make a little money. And, I mean, looking at the schedule, we have a very favorable schedule coming up this year. And if everybody stays healthy, I mean, we're looking at nine wins. We had eight wins this year with the bowl game. So, 
if we could have nine wins with a tenth win coming to the bowl game, that'd be huge for Maryland because I know your listeners probably aren't big on Maryland football, but Maryland football and or I should say the sport of football in Maryland and Alabama have great ties because we're Ravens fans up here and there for a while we were taking Alabama players left and right. Of course, you know, Courtney Upshaw, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Terrence Cody, the list goes on and on. CJ Mosley, he, he was a Bama guy, right? Anyway, yeah, oh yeah, yep. he was. Yep, and I mean, it's just list after list of players that we, uh, is basically from Alabama to the DMV is what we call it. But like I said, uh, we're thankful to have Lee on our team. He's a great quarterback. He's already broke like every record after just playing three years at Maryland that Maryland quarterback had because our last great quarterback is probably Boomer. Boomer Sizen. Yeah, y'all, y'all are very grateful that we gifted baby two of y'all. <laughs> He's a gunslinger. Actually, well, I just want to say, go ahead. Jalen Hurts. It was between us and Oklahoma when he left, and because uh, I know him a lot, so I have a good relationship. But I just, you know, I would, I would. That wouldn't have been nice if Jalen came up and played for Maryland with a national title the year he left Alabama. That'd been great, wouldn't it? I don't know about a title, but you know. <laughs> yeah, our title is nine wins. That's a title for us. Okay, Monk. So let's just jump right into it. The biggest reason, or do you got a question for him, Stephen? No, go ahead. Go ahead. The biggest reason. Wait, wait. wait, wait who, who am I talking to? Heath or Steven? Yeah, we sounded like uh, so. Oh my gosh, it's like twins. That was Heath. So sorry, off <laughs> off topic. For those of you that are listening that don't know, um, Heath and I are cousins. You know that, but our moms are twins, and they married brothers who are our dads. So twins from one family married brothers from another family. So all of us, you know, Heath and his tell siblings. Me, tell me you're from Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Tell me from no Alabama. it's not like well, that. Not, <laughs> not in a weird way. Not in a. Um, so we're like. Oh, you, it's you got an old uh, uh, mom slash aunt. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's, it's basically like we're double cousins. We're basically like siblings. So, yeah, we all look alike. We all sound alike. So, yeah, that was Heath that you were, that was just talking. All right, hit me with it, Heath. Hit me with it. So the biggest reason we got you on is because we put out something last week saying me and Steven's dark horse and a potential offensive coordinator candidate that we would love to see at Alabama because of Jalen Milrow's growth is Greg Roman. Greg Roman was the former Ravens offensive coordinator, and you hit us up. I think you called us idiots. I think you said we're dumb. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, Greg pretty Roman's trash. Much, pretty much said that. So tell us why you think we're – the smartest people in the world for wanting Greg Roman. All right, let me ask you this, because Alabama, the only reason you go to Alabama is with national titles, right? Correct. Yeah. All right, now you as Alabama fans, would you take one national title next year, but that means for the next five years you would not win a national title? Would you take that chance? It depends. If I didn't win a national title in six years, I would take it. Yeah, I mean, we've only won one national title in the last five years, so – I mean, maybe. Oh, okay. So maybe Alabama is just not a football school anymore. Uh, <laughs> hey, we are. Hey, we're a basketball school. We're, we're ranked better than Maryland. Exactly. Exactly. Nate Oates, man, that's that's the man right there, son. But we'll get to that in just a second. But anyway, so here's what's gonna happen with Greg Roman. Who's gonna be your quarterback next year? We are. I'm hoping Mil, Jalen Milrow just because I think he needs to be given a chance. Our comments were strictly based if Jalen Milrow is the quarterback. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's all it. right. No, I, I, it could be anybody because I will tell you right now, no matter who you have a quarterback next year, they will excel. They'll be – I'd put them – if I was a betting man, I would bet whoever your quarterback is next year in the Greg Roman to win the Heisman because everywhere he's been, Colin Kaepernick, 
uh, Lamar Jackson. Every year where he goes, first-year quarterbacks under him excel, and they, and they just take off. However, every year after that, it gets worse. And, I mean, Greg Roman has a track record of one-year explosion. The rest of the time is null and void. I mean, you sit here, and you look at that Baltimore Ravens team as a whole, there's no way that you can't sign with that defense that their offense couldn't have been better because they should have been a Super Bowl contender this year. And I get it, Lamar got hurt this, that, and the other. But anybody with a halfway decent offense, because our running backs are terrific. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, just give the ball to our running backs and just smash mouth it through every offense. And the problem is Greg was just – Greg's just terrible. He has, he has no creativity. You can sit there and watch the passing routes of the wide receivers and tight ends are running. And majority of the time, 50% of the time, we had three wide receivers in the same area. No, no creativity. It's all the same routes every time. It's just it's terrible offensive scheme is what he has. And the only reason it's, it works the first year is because, especially if he goes to college, and is he, is he a truly contender for, for offense coordinator? Is that, a, is that a real rumor? We Honestly, there's so many names. There's, I, I mean, I probably have heard like 15 different names thrown around. So I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows who serious contenders are at this point. Let me let me yeah, let, let me let me say this before you go. So I I hear what you're saying. I do, but before Lamar Jackson got hurt last year, their de- Ravens defense wasn't as good last year. Before he got hurt, they were the number one seed in the playoffs. He gets hurt, misses six games, they lose six straight. This year they were yep. winning the division over the Bengals. Before Lamar gets hurt, Lamar gets hurt, hurt or quit. I don't know. You make your decision. They were leading that division like second or third seed in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know what you can expect with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. So, what I would – hey, that's a Pro Bowl quarterback, just to let you know. Oh, yeah, my God, that, like Mac Jones was. Seventh <laughs> <No. laughs> ultimate. Hey, hey, flag football is where we really excelled. But so, let me just put it this way. I guess another comparison you can make from Ravens fans to Bama fans, whether it's realistic or not, every year Ravens are spoiled. We've been around we're coming up close to 30 years. They've been competitive for at least 25 of those 30 years. And there's, I mean, I can't tell you last time I went to a season thinking, eh, we, we might need the playoffs. I mean, every year is playoffs and Super Bowls on the mind. And it's just, it's disappointing that what this year happened because this probably was our most talented team since, not even the Super Bowl team. The Super Bowl team wasn't even that talented. They just got hot at the right time. That 2010 and 2011 Ravens teams, they were, they were unbelievable, and of course, the 2019 Ravens team was unbelievable. But Greg Roman got down seven to nothing and said, "Hey, we're behind Lamar. Throw the ball close to 50 times. I don't care who you are; it's never a good idea to have Lamar throw the ball 50 times." Now, you mentioned that he explodes. Greg Roman explodes in his first year, and why? Why is that? And, and, and for those of you, if you listen, if you saw the soundbite, me and Heath were talking about Greg Roman would be a Nice fit if Jalen Miller is a quarterback. But then if you listen to the whole episode, we did mention, obviously there are concerns um, with the creativity and, you know, something would have to change there. But why do you think it is that he comes in and then the first year is amazing and then the, after that it just goes downhill? Is it because people will figure out his offense? Well, that that's going to be one benefit of being in college. It's not the copycat league as NFL is, and of course there's so much film out there, and there's so many different options, so many different plays with college, but 
I, I truly think he tries to outsmart himself. I mean, he was offensive uh, coordinator. He was coach of the year in 2019. I mean, he was just killing it in 2019. But ever since then, it's just like he tried to outdo, excuse me, outdo himself. And it's just he never – it's like he chases that dream of 2019 and the same way with 2012 with uh, Colin Kaepernick, who lost to the Baltimore Ravens. So, I would still love him. I definitely understand – like I I do and and I did say that if if you listen to the rest I know that not, not that clip but if you listen to the rest I did say he struggles with the passing game and all that and I do think I think he does a good job the reason I really preferred him for Jalen Milrow is I think he puts his quarterback he tries to do what they do well Colin Kaepernick he could run Lamar Jackson he can throw the ball but what he does best is run and same with Jalen Milrow now and hey if we can get a championship out of it one year Jalen Milrow is the Heisman. He can leave the next year. I, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't hey, matter. I, I never thought I'd hear an Alabama fan say that. I mean, I, I figure a Tennessee fan would say that, but not an Alabama fan. No, nah, we'll take a, I mean, we'll take a championship <laughs> every, you know. You know, it's a it's a hard world when – Me and Steven are realistic Alabama fans. We're yeah. not these cats that think Bama's going to win every single year. We're not that guy. Now, we'll take it, but we don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, but I tell you right now, man, your all's program is – I mean, it's, it's, it's jealousy because it's, you all really do run a great program down there. Absolutely. So, I kind of mentioned it. Lamar, let, let's talk about that situation. What the heck is going on with Lamar Jackson and his contract extension? Or what is going on with Lamar? Well, I'm in the car right now, and I'm with my boy, who uh, also co-hosts Turtle is uh, Lee Ramsey. And uh, we have this discussion – because he's a firm believer Lamar comes back next year, plays, deal gets done, this, then the other. Well, Ian Rappaport just reported today that it's highly likely franchise tag is coming. It's going to be an exclusive tag, which gives us the benefit of a tra- if a trade does happen, we need to take the price compared to a regular franchise tag where uh, a bar is already set of two first-round picks for the trade. But uh, my opinion and – I, I love Lamar. Lamar is he is pure action on the field, must watch TV for the past five years. But I'm a believer with the salary cap is you can't tie all your eggs in one basket. Now, the one thing the Ravens do do well is they draft well, and Cincinnati is starting to prove that they can draft well. Not, excuse me, not Cincinnati, Kansas City, they can draft well because they paid Patrick Mahomes a lot of money. Now, you look at his contract details, it's a little bit different than what Lamar's asking because Lamar saw Deshaun getting – uh, Watson get guaranteed money, and that's what he's chasing now is guaranteed money. I just don't think in the franchise you can throw all that money into one player. Apparently, the rumor is the Ravens offered him at the beginning of the season before the season started the highest paid quarterback uh, salary down because it wasn't fully guaranteed. So, what made Tom Brady successful for all those years? He took a pay cut to win championships, and I don't see Lamar taking a take up to win championships. And I just don't think you can build a team. It will work the first year, the second year, but it's that third, fourth, and fifth. If you don't draft well, you have a lot of money tied up in one player. I mean, we already did it once with Joe Flacco. And, of course, that money, that'd be a steal to get Lamar that contract. Who would have thought it 10 years later? But I just think it's too much money for one player. And we just signed uh, Roquan Smith to $100 million. Uh, great signing. It was a great trade by Eric DaCosta. EDC is what we call him. Um, I just a lot of things Ravens fans we have a saying like Ozzie Newsom, another Alabama player, used to be our GM 
and he was always Truck Dozzy. Well, he's since retired, and now the saying is Truck EDC. So I truly believe EDC would do its best. Would they love to have Lamar Jackson? Of course they would, but it's got to be a it's got to be a franchise friendly deal, and I just don't see Lamar taking a franchise friendly deal. I think a tag and trade is imminent. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. And I got a quick question for you, your co-host, whoever wants to answer. Does Lamar Jackson, does he see himself on the same level or better than Patrick Mahomes where he thinks he's got to reset the market and stuff? Because to me, he's not on the level of uh, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or even a Josh Allen. So, Well, he's, be- he's better than Joe Burrow. That's not even a – Oh, come on. Bro, you got to be kidding. You're, you're, there's hey, no what, way you're what, serious. What, hey. Hey, real quick, what's Joe Burrow done? Uh, took his team to a Super Bowl, and he's been a starter for two. I mean, he's been a healthy for two years as a starter. Took yeah. his team to the Super Bowl and then the AFC Championship. Lamar Jackson has hey, won one hey, game. You ready for this? You ready for this? Don't say so, that. Joe Flacco, in his first four years, three AFC Championship games and one Super Bowl, and actually won the Super Bowl. So, is Joe Flacco better than Joey Burrow? Not at this point. <laughs> so, Is Joe Flacco like better said, than Lamar Jackson? I mean, what do the numbers say? That's always, that's what argument always goes on, right? Like, who's the GOAT? Who's the best? What do we compare? Do we compare rings? Do we compare statistics? Like, what are we comparing? You know what I mean? Because, you know, people make the argument Peyton Manning was a better quarterback, but didn't have a defense or the, or the team that Tom Brady had. And then, I mean, the list goes on and on about who the greatest ever is. And I just, how do we compare it? So, me personally, if I had to start a franchise, and I think this is one of the questions we talked about, is, of course, Patrick Holmes is the, the best of the best in the league. I'm not going to sit there and say he's not right now. But Lamar wins. I mean, you look at Lamar's record. All he does is win. So, you can't take that from him. But I know his playoff record is not great, but it's also a small dose. I mean, you're only looking at, I think, what is he, one in three or one in four? So, it's a small dose. I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. That's just my opinion. I know Lamar isn't on Patrick's level, but Lamar is definitely a top-five quarterback. Yeah, so, I don't know about that, Mark. I mean, almost just fell out of my chair. Um, now, I, if, if, I will say, if he's healthy. He ain't better than Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. I, I would <laughs> – no, he, he, I think he's joking on that one. No, if he's healthy, he's better than Jalen Hurts. But, no, look, hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, close this segment out, um, come back on the other side of the segment, talk conference championships, NFL conference championships, and we actually will dive into that, what you brought up. We'll talk about Burrow. We'll talk about Mahomes. If you want to throw Jackson in there, we'll talk about some top quarterbacks on the other side of the break. Y'all stick around. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to uh, talk real quick about the recruit. I'm sorry, Monk, I apologize. forgot to mention this guy. I know somebody you're excited about, especially if he commits to Maryland, and everybody, every Terrapin fan will be excited about Nicholas Harbor. Um, uh, he's a 6'5", 225-pound athlete, runs track, world-class speed, um, one of the top recruits. He's a five-star in the nation, has his list narrowed down to South Carolina, Oregon, Michigan, and Maryland. So how are you feeling about your chances with this guy, Monk? Well, if this 
interview was a month ago. He was a lot in the Maryland. Shoot, even two weeks ago, he was long. Oh, he got a late official visit to Oregon, which is this past weekend. You know, it's never good when the school gets the last visit. That's never good for a recruit. Which, it's, how do you all know? It's usually Alabama's their last visit, and you all lock them up. <laughs> Although we did get Anthony Farland from New York a couple years ago, but anyway, yeah. they, um, they, uh, so it's down to us. Really, Michigan's kind of like bowed out. They kind of like forfeit, and they're not going to get them. Uh, how do you all deal with Shane Beamer in South Carolina? Like, dude, that dude's a loser. Like, straight up loser. He, uh, well, we, we, haven't, apparently, we haven't faced him yet. So. Yeah, well, apparently there's this deep down, he's got a hate for Maryland. Where it comes from, I don't know. I mean, what has his dad ever done? Just won a bunch of consecutive, go to a consecutive bowl games and never could win the big one. But Beamer he, ball. Uh, yeah, like, he's obsessed with Maryland. Like, we live rent free in his head, and they, the South Carolina boards are all saying it's a lock. He's coming to South Carolina, but there's no proof. No one heard anything like that. But the big one's Oregon. The reason in the past week is because they've got, first off, the Nike machine. And then second off, they're apparently their their track and field is like phenomenal compared to Maryland. Now Maryland does have a two time Olympian coach that just hired to basically secure this guy. So we'll find out tomorrow. But the inside information is apparently it's become an NIL war. Apparently that's all it's come down to. Now Nicholas Harbor is from right here in the DMV. I'm pretty sure what I've heard is the parents want him to stay home, obviously, so they can watch him play every week. But we don't know if Nicholas is chasing the money. And we've also heard if Maryland even makes a halfway decent offer, it doesn't have to compete with Oregon, but if it's good enough money, he'll stay at home. So it's going to be interesting tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Um, I don't know when you're going to post this or air it, um, but it's going to be interesting to see where he's going to go. Is he going to chase the money or is he going to stay at home because – I know we're not going to pick the national title, but with this 12-team bracket coming up for college football, it's best. It's really helped Maryland's odds of because they're going to read the, read, realign the Big Ten football schedule uh, conferences, which is going to be huge. We want to face Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State every year. So the future is bright in College Park. I know we say that every year, but if we can land Nicholas Arbor and, of course, the Harris Twins, it's between us and UCF. There's a big momentum with locks right now. Yeah, hey, best of luck to y'all. We're going to post this episode tonight. Hopefully you're a fortune teller and you can – hopefully he comes to Maryland and, hey, I would love for y'all to get a dub, beat Michigan, upset Ohio State. Y'all were close this year. Yeah. Y'all had Ohio State on the ropes. I, I was pulling for baby Tua, but, yeah, best of luck and, to and, Maryland. And, Go ahead. Yeah, and, I, and, and the crazy part is, one more Maryland thing is, we had Michigan beat, but – we're starting to learn it's hard to beat the team and the zebras at the same time because we've had some crazy calls go against us since we've been the big time. Yeah, I want to take your word on that. We didn't see. Um, speaking of crazy call, we'll get to it here in a minute, but let's go ahead and get into our conference championships. We'll start off with a game that doesn't have a lot to be said about it just because it was just a train wreck with, with injuries. The Eagles defeated the 49ers. If you look at the score, 31-7, to it looks like, you know, Oh my gosh, the, the the Eagles are the best team ever. This is one. This is the best defense in the NFL that j- they just wrecked. But Brock Purdy got hurt. Uh, then the backup, well, not really. I mean, he was technically would be fourth string because Garoppolo and Trey Lance injured. Uh, Josh Johnson, I believe his name is. Um, he got. Oh, yeah. He was. Former ter- yeah, right. He's so, so you sucked. know. So he's terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Although he threw for 300 yards with Greg Roman's offense coordinator one game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, there's hope. But, um, no, nah, it was it was just terrible. Um, you know, the defense did as much as they possibly could. Were you able to watch that whole game? Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to drop it right here on the family-friendly Tillman's Corner. The Eagles are the F-word. And by F-word, they are the frogs. The frogs? What? Fraud. They're frogs. Oh, frog. <laughs> I thought you said frog, like ribbit, <laughs> ribbit, ribbit, or like frog. No, no. TCU, they're still trying to live the wounds after the loss. Well, but, you... uh, no, they're frogs because they had the easiest – they've had the easiest road to the Super Bowl football team. It's just unbelievable, their road to the Super Bowl. And uh, I really did, like you said, I really did think the 49ers were going to beat them, but there were way too many injuries to overcome in that game. I, I feel bad for 49ers fans, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to see it. Just as a football fan in general, uh, to see it go down like that. Now, you don't you weren't impressed by their huge win and just domination of the Giants. I mean, I know the Giants, it's the Giants, but the Giants were on a tear. They were one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Were you know really turned it on toward the end of the year? You weren't impressed by that win? No, I mean the Giants could be the Ravens on courts this year, but. Just because your boy is a former Bama, we don't have to root for him. But no, like I said, the Eagles are impressive. They've done they've done crazy things this year. But I really do believe, and I don't want to jump the gun here again talking the AFC, but I just think Kansas City is going to roll. You think they're going to roll the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Roll them, roll tide. <laughs> So, hey, before we get into that, do you have any thoughts on the 49ers game? Yeah, uh, very unfortunate because I picked the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. I, I'm i kind of with Monk. I think the 49ers would have beat – I don't know if he said that. I think the 49ers would have beat the Eagles if, yeah, I agree. if Brock Purdy stayed healthy. I just think they had the more – they had the better, better team, I think. And if you looked at it, Jalen Hurts did not play well at all. If he plays like that in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs will win. But – Give the Eagles credit. They found a way to win. They knocked the quarterbacks out of the game. And it's part of the game. You hate to see it, but it's part of it. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I actually, I didn't know Philadelphia's defense was that good, to be honest with you. They showed up. Oh, yeah. Uh, they lead the they NFL have, history. History in sacks. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they have the first or second pass defense. I mean, they have one of the top defenses in the league. Um, so, definitely going to be a good game. So, rolling into it, uh, Monk, last week, Heath and I debated between – quarterbacks and we'll just you know let's leave Lamar out of it right now all right we're going to talk about Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and we debated if you were starting a franchise who would you and you know you know we all know what we know now we know how good they are and how good they're going to be who would you want to start your franchise with Heath picked Joe Burrow I picked Patrick Mahomes you can go with anybody before you start you can go with anybody because clearly you do not think Joe Burrow (laughs) is anything you can yeah. go with anybody. Yeah, you can pick Tyler Huntley if you want to start your franchise. But starting today, they're all the same age. Who are you going with? And it's only active quarterbacks right now, correct? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who you want, Joe Flacco? <laughs> Joe Flacco, baby. No, uh, um, no. In all honesty, I mean, if you have a chance to take Patrick Mahomes, how do you, how do you not take him? You know what I mean? It is unbelievable. It's frustrating. Uh, Justin Herbert, a little overrated in my opinion. Um Joe Burrow, a lot overrated. Um, Lamar is a winner, but like you said, at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes. If you had to start a franchise and they're all the same age, you probably go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So for me, this week, this past weekend, solidified. So I picked Patrick Mahomes, who's who I would want. This weekend, 
this past weekend solidified in my mind even more why I would pick Patrick Mahomes a hundred times out of a hundred over any other quarterback. Now I'm not saying I would pick the Chiefs. I'd pick Patrick Mahomes to start my because I I thought the Bengals were going to win. I thought you know Patrick Mahomes being banged up, but I would pick Patrick Mahomes every single time because he showed that even if he's hobbled, that if he can't run around and do what he normally does with his legs, he can do it, and he can do it with what they have, three healthy receivers. They were having to play backup receivers. They were having to play backup tight ends. Joe Burrow, I don't know if he's as overrated as you think, but I will say he has Jamar Chase, number one receiver, T. Higgins, number one receiver, Tyler Boyd, who who did get hurt. He's He's not a bad second or third option. So he has the weapons that Patrick Mahomes did not have in that game, and Patrick Mahomes still showed out. And Patrick Mahomes gifted him with a short field when he just oh, yeah. just I mean, dropped Joey the ball. Joey had his chance to win that game, and he blew it. But just just for laughing, could you imagine if Lamar Jackson had those weapons that Joe has? I mean, come on now. I mean, Lamar's out there doing it with – uh, crackhead and and Julie Maryland and and a washed up Sean Jackson. Now who's the who is the crackhead? Because we don't follow Ravens football enough to know. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> well, no, Sammy Watkins. Well, actually, Sammy, I can't believe he just showed up with like three weeks ago and actually played decently. But I mean, you got James Prochet. Literally every year during training camp, we see these amazing catches he brings in. But then on a hail mary, deflects right in front of him, and he can't reach his arms out and catch it. And <laughs> James Prochet, he needs to go back to wherever he came from. Okay, well let me let me just say a couple things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of change this question here because I'm gonna get your blood going. I'm gonna say a couple things. I will say this: if you switch the team, if Joe Burrow was playing for the Chiefs in the game uh, uh, Sunday night, and the Patrick Mahomes was playing for the Bengals, Chiefs would have won. No, dude, how can Joe no. Burrow throw the ball from his back? Hold up. Okay, he's got better receivers and weapons. Are we gonna act? Travis Kelsey's the best tight end of all time. Well, yeah, he's not a scrub. Patrick Mahomes didn't get touched. He had time to go take a dump, get a coffee. He did not get touched. The Chiefs' offense. I saw today. The Chiefs' offense has the best pass block win rate this season for any offensive line. Joe Burrow was missing three starting offensive linemen. I felt bad. I thought they were gonna have to carry him off in a stretcher. How much he got hurt. But I will say that if I'm starting a franchise, give me Joe Burrow. I think it's his smarts. I think Patrick Mahomes, he, his arm talent is great. I think he's got a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in him that eventually, eventually, when that arm talent dwindles, you'll see some limitations. I think Joe Burrow is kind of like Tom Brady. He can just do it. But I'm going to say this because I know you're a big Lamar Jackson fan. Lamar Jackson is the fifth best quarterback in the AFC. <laughs> in the AFC. I don't know about that. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. And if Aaron Rodgers comes to Jet goes to the Jets, it may be the sixth. Josh Allen's trash. Hey, you talking about winning big games? What has he done? I will oh, say he does it, lose. I will say he, he would have won the Super Bowl last year if he would have got the ball in overtime first. But he didn't. I will say I was disappointed with Josh Allen this year. I thought he would um, – I think he might have been injured on his elbow oh, a little bit. Hey, first off, Josh Allen wanted to go to Super Bowl because then he would have had to play Joey Burrow. And that was just for a divisional game. I mean, he's talking about weapons. Look what Josh Allen has. Come on now. That's true. 
But now I will. I don't agree with Heath on Lamar Jackson being fifth in the AFC. I would love to see him go a whole season being a hundred percent healthy. Um, so and wonder why he can't go hundred be a hundred percent healthy because he runs the ball like a running back. Um, hey, real quick, real quick though, you know he's never been hurt outside the pocket. Every time he got hurt in the past few years, it was in the pocket. That is an interesting fact. I did not know that. Like I said, we're bringing in the big time Ravens fan that knows all these stats. Um, now, it, it also look at look at Lamar's weapons. Like you said, who does he have? Who has he had outside of Mark Andrews? I mean, I mean you got you have Rashard Perriman. Uh, just I mean, Rashad Bateman is good, but he's another one. Two years in a row, can't stay healthy. When yeah. he was healthy on the field, we averaged 19 points a game under Greg Roman, of course. And then when he got hurt, we dropped all the way down to 14 points a game. And of course, Mark Andrews, like you said, I mean, you could say he's the second best tight end in the league behind. Travis Kelsey. Um, other than that, literally, I mean, we're just we're just running bodies out there. Oh. I mean, even if you, if you still got your speed, Steven, you might be able to play for the Ravens next year. I might call him up. I need, you know, I can. Here, prices are going up on everything. Here's my thing, Monk. <laughs> I think why can't the Ravens get a receiver and keep a receiver? I think it's because of Lamar Jackson. Well, that's that's the that's what the going rate is. Everybody says, oh, nobody wants to play in that offense because it's a run heavy offense. Well, first off, I'm going to put some more knowledge on you. The reason we won two Super Bowls is Jamal Lewis and Ray Rice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Gahey. I mean, Baltimore's always been a running team and always will be. But once again, we have great running backs. I don't, I don't care who the wide receivers are because we're not asking Lamar to do that kind of craziness. But also, Ravens in their 30, 30 years history have never hit, played, excuse me, never paid a wide receiver big money. I mean, I think our biggest contract ever was a player that never even played the Ravens. It was Terrell Owens. The deal was signed, sealed, delivered, and then within like three hours after it was over, he's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, <laughs> I still don't know what happened to this day. But we just we've only offered basically one big contract to wide receiver, and he ended up in Philadelphia. I mean, Anquan Bolden is the kind of wide receiver we look for in wide receivers. A veteran, not a lot of money, and uh, just has monkey paws. I mean, Anquan Bolden grabbed everything that was thrown to him. What about uh, Hollywood Brown? You didn't like him? <laughs> I mean, Hollywood, unfortunately, is related to uh, Antonio Brown, and they're just as crazy as each other. But he wanted more action, and look what he did. He goes out in Arizona, and, I mean, granted, he did get injured. And Kyler Murray, we can say he is not good now. Um, he just falls apart. I mean, he just disappears. all he did. Now, there's rumors that DeAndre Hopkins might come to Baltimore this season because there's just rumors. But I would like to see them if Lamar does come back. I don't know how we're going to afford it, but I would love to see him have some decent weapons. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him just to see what he can do. Um, see, obviously Roman's gone. See who they get. How, who? So who are they talking about getting as OC? Well, we've only interviewed about half of the world and still in Pittsburgh now. They just interviewed the Bills wide receiver coach, who was apparently a uh, lieutenant in the Air Force <laughs> before he got involved. So I, I don't know what we're doing here. And I, I will say – the OC needs to be taken out of John Harbaugh's hands because every OC he's picked in his 15 years besides one has been trash, and that was Gary Kubiak. He was by far the the best OC we had. And of course, he left and went and got a head coaching job after a year. Yeah. But, I mean, Cam Cameron was terrible. Um, look, there's a lot of Tester, was it Trustman? Testerman. Yeah, John Trustman. He was awful. I mean, let's just go on. John Harbaugh, both his heart. He's a great locker room guy, but he is a terrible terrible uh coach when it comes to hiring his offensive defense coordinators 
Yeah, so we spent a lot of time talking about that stuff. And obviously, you know, if you heard us talk, if you, if you, unless you live under a rock, you know that the Chiefs beat the Bengals 23-20. to 20. Um, There were a lot – there's a lot of talk after the game about – now, I'm not one of these people, but you see a lot of, like, hashtag – NFL rigged or NFL being rigged or something like that, you know, like uh, NF, this is the script, you know, uh, people putting that stuff out there. And I will say there was a lot of controversial calls in that game. Um, you think? But it didn't, I don't Well, it, But it's, it, it, mean, it goes, if you, if you honestly watch any game from start to finish, you're going to see bad calls for or against both teams. Every bad call yeah. went against the Bengals. But that's every bad well, call they made. What about ones they didn't make that we didn't see? Well, just also, Cincinnati, of course, I'm getting – I see more of their Twitter on, on my Twitter feed, like they're complaining fans. But if they don't forget that when they played the Ravens and Tyler Huntley fumbled the ball and that uh, defensive end returned it for a touchdown, Mark Andrews was going for the tackle and got blocked in the back. And no flag was thrown for a touchdown. And that was right around the 50-yard line. And the way our defense is playing – they would not have scored a touchdown. At best, if we got a field goal, we would have gone to overtime because we would have got a field goal. But, but Cincinnati fans, they're the worst. I mean, they've been around 50-something years, and what do they have to show for it? They have a, a quarterback that's been around three years, and they think it's God's gift to her. <laughs> I think Mark Andrews tripped on his own. But, you know. No, go, go rewatch that. Every, no, I, I agree. They did. They, they blew that block in the back. But every bad call – Went against the Bengals Sunday night. It was ridiculous. The Chief, they stopped the Chiefs on third down. They had the freaking punt team on the field. The refs come back. And then make make them come, to come back and stop. They call a defensive holding. They sacked them, called defensive holding. It's just stupid. But Frank they, Clark had a four-yard head start. Could have stopped, ran four yards, and smoked Joe Burrow, and they didn't call rough in the passer. Now, on the third nine where they made him replay it, that they ended up punting the next possession, the next not the next possession, the next few plays anyway. Um, yeah, but dang, I mean. But now I will say on the a minute and a half could have been the, the Joe Burrow driving him down the field and scoring a touchdown. Ah, nah, the uh, the hit to Burrow that was surprising. Um, but you know it all boils down. There's so many plays in a game, but I don't think a few calls changes it. Now I will say you know the. Can I do that. The Bengals player, I don't even what was his name? O- Osai something Osai, the guy that hit Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> now it wasn't an egregious hit. Mahomes did flop a little bit, but the dude shouldn't have even been close enough to breathe on him. Yeah, that that, that was a stupid play. I mean, but you expect nothing more than from the Bengals. Yeah, and and, you know, and he's 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 sitting there on the sidelines crying. I'm like. I mean, you know, I don't feel too bad for you. You're making a ton of money to play a game. Um, it was a stupid mistake, but, you know. I say, they got no reason to cry. You got Eli Apple running his mouth the week prior thinking he's the best cornerback in the league. It looks <laughs> yeah, like Monk. the freaking uh, the character from Ice Age. Hey, Mom, let me, <laughs> let me ask you a question. <laughs> which one? Which one? Sid? Sid. You don't yeah. want the, the squirrel? Sid the sloth. Sid the sloth. Nobody's got time for Eli Apple. Let me uh, ask you this. If <laughs> – if you're the GM of the Ravens, would you trade Lamar Jackson for Joe Burrow straight up? No. Do you think the Ravens would do it? You know why? You know why? Because you would have to pay Joe Burrow a lot of money, and we're right back in the same situation that we are right now. Okay, no, no, money's and not a, money. I, money's not an option. Hold up, money's not an option. Oh, money's not an option. Give me Lamar all day, every day. Oh my god. I, 
what in what in what offense? The offense he's been running, or just well, clearly you can't run the same offense because Joe's is not a yeah whatever. He's a thrower, but you seriously you would you would take Lamar. Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator, and Lamar's going to see baby. Um, now look, I I don't think Lamar and Joe Burrow are as far off as he thinks they are. I think like especially if you had guaranteed health for both of them throughout the entire season, their entire careers. I don't think. Now, obviously, they have two different styles, but Lamar is just as effective at what he does when he's healthy. I think as Joe Burrow is. I don't think. I don't think what Lamar does can relate in the playoffs, like what Joe Burrow can do. Yeah, well, they both have the same amount of rings, so. Oh, it's true. It is true. So we're going to wrap up the show here in a second. So go ahead. Heath and I will give our Super Bowl predictions next week. Um, We'll talk about it and kind of look at stuff. But, Monk, we won't have you on next week. Go ahead and give us your Super Bowl predictions, kind of forecast how you think the game is going to go and uh, why you're making your pick. Well, I I think, uh, like I told you earlier, I think it's going to be a route. I think Kansas City wins. Uh, I'll just go straight up. We'll go – let's go – 32 to 14, Kansas City. Easy, easy. Can't, oh, you uh, think it's – get the second ring. Now, look, you think the Eagles, with how many sacks and how much pressure they can generate, and Mahomes – I mean, I know he, he's he got two weeks, but it's a high ankle sprain. He's not going to heal in two weeks. You think they won't get to him more than the Bengals did? They uh, The good news about the Eagles is they were a uh, – what was that play that ran the Super Bowl? Philly special. Philly special. They were a Philly special away from still having 60 years in the Super Bowl. So, because the streak will continue. They got lucky one year. Nick Foles, uh, BDE, pulled it out for them. But uh, it will continue. Uh, Kansas City. They're just a better team. Chris Jones is playing out of his mind for their defense, too. Chris Jones. He is. Yeah. yeah. So, that's just insanity. You really think it's going to be a blowout like that? I mean, it's, it's just a blowout, real. baby. It's gonna, it's gonna, it won't be Georgia TCU blowout, but I mean, then again, at least TCU is in the playoffs and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that is. I think you got me. I'm ending on, on a good note. I, I'm, I'm ending on a good note. We're about you're, you're interrupt. Sorry, they got static. I got to hang up with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but I mean. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to get into my prediction too early, but I think the Eagles will do well. I think. I mean, I think it'll be. I just hope it's a good game. I don't have really have a dog in the fight. I hope the Eagles win just because of Jalen. I'm with. You. Yeah, I'm not. Look, if the Eagles do win, I'm not going to be mad as long as Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, or the Washington aren't hoisting the trophy. I'm okay with it. The Washington what? Yeah, Redskins. That's Whoa. what they are. Canceled, oh, man. On, man. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. <laughs> yeah, because that... right, we, we like to call them on our podcast the Washington Redskins football team commanders. What we call them? What about uh, the Cleveland Browns? You don't you, you like them? What about Deshaun Watson? Huh? <laughs> I, I, I will say the day the day I got to worry about Cleveland Browns being a threat for a Super Bowl, the good Lord Jesus will be returning. No, they're a dark horse. Dark horse. Uh, I've heard know. that for the past five years. No, Deshaun's coming back. He he's working his massages out. He's getting right, getting mentally correct, and he'll he'll be ready to take off next year. Yeah, but Monk, hey buddy, we do appreciate you joining us. Um, thank you for hey, taking real, taking the time. Real quick, real, yeah, man. Look, I appreciate both of you having me on. Like I said, we couldn't have got our start without seeing what you all have done. 
Best of luck to Alabama football. Um, I guess we'll be talking again for the Alabama-Maryland championship preview. But for all my Bama people down there that want to hear about Maryland sports or if you just want to hear a good time, good laugh, check out Turtlehead's podcast on Apple and Spotify. Yeah, hey, we may have you back on when we break down our March Madness brackets if Maryland can get in. Hey, you you have you have let's let's team up. Let's get uh, all the turtle heads, uh, Chris, Lee, Dave, and myself with uh, Heath and uh, Steven, and we'll we'll do a we'll do a bracket episode, man. That'd be a great time. Absolutely, sounds man. good. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all go follow them, Turtle Heads Podcast. We'll post the link when we post this episode. Y'all follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Follow us on. Um, uh, we don't have a Facebook yet. We need to do that, Heath. Well, we have a Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Look us up on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And we'll see y'all next week. See you.